Welcome to the Ray of Hope Church podcast. We believe that hope changes everything, so get ready for an encouraging message from the Word of God. We pray that you would receive wisdom and revelation as you grow in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, brother. Oh, we're going to have a good time today. <laughs> To God be the glory for all that he has done for us. Amen. Y'all may be seated. I'm just excited to be here with you on today. Pastor Mike, I love y'all pastor just as much as y'all love y'all pastor. (laughs) Pastor Mike made me feel just like I was one of his sons in the ministry. And I'm grateful to God to be friends with him. There are some of you in here that I know and that knows me. And I was looking for two of my friends, uh, Nick Reed. And they say he normally sits back in that area. And I look like I missed him today. Well, Nick and I became friends through the pallet business. I had a little small pallet business that I was running out of Lawton. And when he started up, I was instrumental in helping him get started. And you never know who you're going to meet in life. And and it pays you best to treat people like you want to be treated. Come on, say amen. Amen. Because you never know when you cross paths again. Amen. Listen, I'm not going to try to be long before you on today. I I was teasing with Pastor Mike this morning. I said, Pastor Mike, now, I might get a little (laughs) long-winded. Say amen. Amen. And if I get too long, he said, you might be preaching, but they're going to be going to lunch. <laughs> hey, man, but I love y'all, Pastor. I like to start with a little something a little funny. Now, if I get to moving around, it's because I'm trying to get the jitters out. Hey, Amen. And I don't know of any preacher who have, has ever preached that never get nervous about preaching the Word of God. And when you start preaching the Word of God and you don't get nervous, you might want to check yourself. This is serious business. Your soul depends on what's being spoken to you. Amen? So let me start with something a little funny. There was this Christian family, husband and wife. They really loved each other, y'all. They was lying in bed. It's cold, brisk morning. And husband leaned over to the wife and says, uh, Ooh, baby, why don't you go and brew some coffee? She laid there for a moment. She says, you know what is written in the Bible? (laughs) That you're supposed to brew the coffee. (laughs) And he said, you show me which of the 66 books got that in. She smiled and said, Hebrews. (laughs) (laughs) Amen. (laughs) So I guess he knew he had to get up. And brew the coffee. That's kind of funny because just about every morning I get up and I make coffee for my lovely wife, Anita. Uh, and when she takes, she says, ooh, that coffee's good. And that lets, lets me know I'm doing a good job as a husband. Come on, say amen. Amen. I asked Pastor Mike, I said, Pastor Mike, uh, Could you put up on the screen one of the uh, scriptures that I wanted to preach from? He said, yeah, we can take care of that. So I want to go to the book of Job. Because in our 
society, that's a lot of evil going on. Many of you all know about what happened in Florida last week. Wow. That many families all at once going through a trial such as that. I don't know what it feels like to lose a child. I don't want to know what it feels like to lose a child. But you got 17 families in Florida that are suffering this morning. They're grieving the loss of their loved one. In the story of Job, I wanted to put a a title to this sermon called, Why Does Bad Things Happen to Good People? Because I read this story, and in the story of Job, God said that Job was a good man. That he feared God, and he shunned evil. He was the kind of man that you would like to pattern yourself after. He had a good heart about him. He was such a good man that not only did he pray for himself, but he prayed for his children. But as fate would have it, hard times happen. Let's read the scripture quickly. Many of you already know how to read, so I don't have to read it to you. Amen. I'll start off and then we'll go from there. Ready? Read. There was a man in the land of Oz whose name was Job, and that man was perfect and upright and one that feareth God, and one that escheweth evil. And there was born unto him seven sons and three daughters. His sustenance also was 7,000 sheep, and 3,000 camels, and 500 yoke of oxen, 500 she-asses, and a very great household, so that this man was the greatest of all the men of the East. And his sons went and feasted in their houses, everyone his day, sending call for their three sisters to eat and to drink with them. And it came, and it was so, when the days of their fest, feasting were gone about, that Job sent and sanctified them, and rose up early in the morning, and offered burnt offerings according to the number of them all. For Job said, It may be that my sons have sinned and cursed God in their hearts. Thus did Job continually. And the story went on, and, and you can read it for yourself uh, on your pastime. But drop down to verse 13. Just because you're a good person, that does not mean that bad things won't happen to you. Talk to me, somebody. All of a sudden, listen at verse 13. And there was a day when, the, when his sons and daughters were eating and drinking wine in their elder's brother's house, and there came a messenger unto Job, listen now, and said, The oxen were plowing, and the asses feeding beside them. And the Sabians fell upon them and took them away. Yea, they have slain the servants with the edge of the sword, and I only am escape alone to tell thee. When you get news like that, it'll crush you to your soul. Job didn't just get one person to come to him with bad news. He had several people coming to him with bad news. And, and when I want to uh, uh, I guess I want to tag this onto this message today is maintaining a great attitude going through trying times. Because if there's ever been a man that went through some trying times, it was Job. Oh, can you imagine the grief and the pain that he suffered? But I like his attitude. It was bad, but let's go down. Oh, I got to get to this part. I get excited, y'all. Go down to verse number 
20, it says, Then Job arose after hearing all of that bad news. Then Job arose and rent his mantle, shaved his head, and fell down on the ground in worship, and said, Naked came I out of my mother's womb, and naked shall I return hither. The Lord gave, and the Lord hath taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. In all this Job sinned not, nor charged God foolishly. Now hold up. Let's be real now. You give me some bad news like that. I don't know if I can handle it the way Job did. I, I'm just being real. Because we're all human. And we go through some tough times. And sometimes our faith is tested. This happened to Job. But just last week that happened to all those families in Florida. How many fell down and worship after hearing the bad news about their, them losing their son or their daughter? I don't know if we could have handled it as well as Job did. I submit to you, Job had to have three things, and I'm going to try to leave y'all alone. <laughs> First of all, Job had to stay focused when he was going through all of that trial. He had to keep his mind on Jesus on the Lord at all times. Because when you hear bad news like that, it tends to crush you and cause you to want to retaliate. But Job stayed focused. I believe that some of those families, that they were Christians. Some of those that lost their lives, their family members were Christian. And as a child of God, I often wonder why does bad things happen to a child of God? We confess Christ. We say we love Jesus, we read the Bible, we go to Sunday school, we, we go to Bible study, we go to prayer meeting, and still bad things happen to good people. But it's, it's not that bad things are going to happen because the Bible says they that live godly shall suffer persecution. It's going to happen. But if you maintain a great attitude, when you're going through your trial, you, you, you can too rise like Job did, fall down and worship. I often wonder what, what did Job have on the inside of him that made him cling to God in times like that? When he lost all his money, and you know as long as you got money, you got friends. Talk to me somebody. But when the money is gone, the friends are gone. But Job, friends left. It got so bad that Job's body was sick and Job cursed the day he was born. Said, I wish that was that, that night that I was conceived, that it never happened. That man had experienced so much grief and pain, but it was something on the inside of Job that I pray that's on the inside of you. If you got the Holy Spirit dwelling on the inside of you, when hard times come, you got to have something to hold on to. When the doctor call you in and give you bad news, you got to have something to hold on to. I found out what that something was. Job, 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 was focused on God. And he didn't allow his faith to be shaken. 
He was hurt, but his faith was intact. When your faith is intact, when you hear bad news, and as long as you stay focused, the Bible said he will keep you in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on him. I don't know about you, but I got my mind on him. And that's what helped me go through trying times. Not only that, somebody, I know we got some Bible readers in here. In Proverbs 3, 5 and 6, it simply says, trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not to thine own understanding, but in all of your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. Job was focused on God no matter what he went through. Secondly, not only was Job focused, but we got to learn how to be patient. Talk to me, somebody. See, patience is a virtue. And, and, and when you're going through some hard times, we want God to hurry up and get it over with. But sometimes God lets you marinate in it. Say amen. Job realized what he was in wasn't going to end no time soon. But he began to hold on to what he knew. Job, I can imagine while he was going through this, his patience had got thin, but he held on. Why? Because he was focused. His patience. The Bible says, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. He said they shall walk and not faint. See, when you're patient, when you're in tribulation, you can wait on the Lord. But some of us, we're so impatient. We won't, like this society, microwave. Uh Got to be right now, God. But sometimes God said, wait. Waiting sometimes, it builds you up spiritually that you can endure the trials of life. If there's anybody that wanted God to hurry up, it was Job. Last week, one of the great evangelists, Billy Graham, went on home to be with the Lord. Lord, if I just get a little bit of that anointing off Billy Graham. Not a lot. Just a little bit. He was one that preached all over the world, evangelizing lost souls. And he'd ask a question like, what I'm about to ask you. If the Lord were to call you today, are you sure that you'd have a place in heaven? And it's something that we need to think about and be serious about because this is nothing to play with. We could die at any time. Those 17 children and and staff members, they had no idea they was going to die last week. They was going about their daily tasks. And death met them at school. He couldn't meet you. It could be your time. He was patient. Not only was Job patient, 
But Job's faith was intact. Job's faith kept him when the going got tough. When you got faith in God, I don't care what you go through. It may not look like you're going to make it, but your faith will help you through it. There was a man of faith in the Bible that we talk about. His name was Abraham. And when God told Abraham, said, get up from amongst your kinfolks. Go into a land that I shall show thee. Abraham had to have faith to go on God's word, not knowing what he was going into. But his faith was intact. Job, I submit to you, his faith was so intact that as bad as it got, and when you got trouble in your life, seeing like all of your buddies that come around, instead of being barrels of good news, help me somebody. They be barrels of bad news. I thought you came to encourage me. And you put me further down in the dumps. I feel bad enough. I need you to tell me that it's going to be all right. But no. They began to tell him, now you did something. <laughs> For God to be doing that to you, you had to do something. But Job maintained his integrity. In spite of all that he went through, he held on to his faith. I submit to you that sometimes in life, we go through trials such as these. And our faith is tested. But the Bible said the trying of your faith worketh patience. But you got to let patience have its perfect work in your life. Am I in the Bible? <laughs> I've learned that faith will take you places that your intellect can't understand. I came this morning and I was a little jittery and this brother grabbed me and prayed with me. He said, I feel all right now. He said, it's going to be all right. <laughs> Pastor Mike said, I prayed for you on the way. <laughs> So, you preachers need prayer, y'all. <laughs> it's the part of your faith that you have to put into practice. Because faith without works is dead. Job exercised his faith. He trusted God with everything that he had in him. And because he trusted God. If y'all go ahead on and read the story this week... <laughs> you'll find out God blessed him with the double for all of his trouble. When you allow yourself to be used by God for his glory, it's amazing what the Lord would do to your life. I should have shared with y'all some of the things that happened to me in my life. My wife and I, Anita, we had, uh, I met her in the army, y'all. She was a soldier, and so was I. And I had went off, I was a delivery driver, I had went off and I came back and all these new soldiers had came in, females. And I heard the other soldiers talking about, oh, that one's mine, that one's mine. <laughs> when I laid eyes on her, I said, that one's mine. 
I had prayed to the Lord. At that time, I had gotten saved. And I prayed to the Lord, said, Lord, I'm tired of living like this, being promiscuous and, and just committing fornication. We might as well tell the truth. Living like a sinner lives. And I wanted to be saved. And I prayed to the Lord. Because the girls I was messing with, they didn't, they just wanted some money. Say amen. amen. And I wanted a wife. And I prayed and God sent me her. <laughs> and we, we <laughs> thank you. We just celebrated 34 years of marriage. I don't know how she put up with me, <laughs> but I'm so glad she did. But it was our faith in God that got us to where we are. A little brief history. We both got out of the Army, and well, she got out first, and then I got out, and I started driving truck over the road. I traveled back and forth, and at the same time, the Lord was dealing with me about preaching. Now, I had never made the kind of money I was making when I was running over the road. So I'm not too quick to turn that loose. But my pastor said to me, he says, son, he says, uh, I think you need to uh, get off that road and come down here and pastor one of these churches. Well, I didn't mind preaching on the weekend, you know. But pastor, you talking about I got I to gotta stop making money. <laughs> And we had a nice home on the west side of Lawton and, you know, for a young couple, we was doing fairly decent. Uh, during that time in the, in the early 90s, we making around $150,000. That's a lot of money for most people. Say amen. amen. Well, things was going pretty good until that old truck started tearing up on me. Say amen. <laughs> and things started to just tearing up when you don't do what God wants you to do. Say amen. And I'll never forget Sunday morning, Greenwood, Louisiana, sitting at the Flying J truck stop. I was on my last run. And I sat there in my truck with tears in my eyes. I said, Lord, I done lost everything I've worked for. Because I had just about to go bankrupt. And while I was sitting there, it's like the Holy Spirit spoke to me as clear as I'm talking to you right now. He said, don't worry about it. Go on back to law and I got something for you. But sometimes God got a sense of humor. <laughs> My pastor had already told me the same thing. <laughs> oh, just come on home. The Lord take care of you. Sure enough, I got back and like Joe, series of things started happening. First of all, repo man came to visit me. Say amen. <laughs> he repoed my pickup. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Got the boat first. <laughs> I come home one day, my boat was gone. I knew who had it. <laughs> Didn't even worry about it. I had cleaned my pickup up and parked it in the driveway, went in the house, come back out, it was gone. <laughs> oh, don't worry. Come on, Job, talk to me. <laughs> Few months later, bill collector still calling. Man, I can't pay you. I don't know what I'm gonna do. Took a job driving for 
old man Booker, uh, he was running the mail out of law. Took a job driving for him, still couldn't make enough money to catch the bills up. And same time, you know, this burning is in my heart about preaching the word of God. But I'm losing everything in the process, I thought. Then we had to move out of our house. You talking about hurt. I had to pack my wife and baby up and we got us a rent house and we moved out of our home into a renting house. Now I'm saying, Lord, now I done lost all that money and now I got to move in a rent house? I told you God got a sense of humor. Well, around that time they had called about St. Stephen's over here in Duncan. And I didn't really want to pastor a church. Because I thought, that's, Lord, I'm not qualified to pastor a church. I just want to preach every once in a while. He said, no, they called you to pastor. I said, well, I got to, I got to have a job. I got to work. <laughs> I got to earn a living to take care of my family. He said, I know. But go on to Duncan. I had a 1977 Ford F-150, dusty yellow. <laughs> I drove down to St. Stephen's and I just knew they was not going to choose me <laughs> to be their pastor. So I figured, well, then the Lord kept bothering, my pastor kept bothering, so I said, well, I'll go. And I went down and something happened to me when I got there. My spirit lit on fire. And I was still fighting. You know how you fight against the spirit? You're going to lose. <laughs> Long story short, the Lord restored everything that I lost and doubled because I trusted in God. He's given me more now than I ever had in my life simply because I said, yes, Lord. Like Job, bad things happen to good people. Keep being good. Keep doing what the Lord told you to do. Keep loving your neighbor as yourself, treating your brothers right. And when you do that, he'll bless your coming and he'll bless your going. We serve an awesome God, and he's worthy of all of your praise. So bad things happen to good people sometimes for a reason. We don't know what the reason is, but I can assure you something good is going to happen to you today. I can assure you of that. If I had an opportunity to speak to those grieving families. I would want to know that they were saved. If I had an opportunity to speak to them, those kids prior to them being killed and the staff, I would really want to know if they were saved. Because I know that our life is but a vapor. We're here for a moment and gone the next. 
We don't have very much time on this earth. And as quiet as it's kept, folks are dying all around you. Say amen. amen. And you don't know when your turn is coming. But let me caution you. Don't put it off. Or don't put off for tomorrow what you should do today. If you have not accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, I would do it. Because something bad could happen to you today. But because you are focused on God, you're a patient saint, and when you're focused and you're patient, your faith will take you through your trial. Amen. Come on, y'all. Give the Lord a mighty hand of praise. I just want to say thank you to Ray of Hope. You are a beautiful group of people. And I was telling Pastor and Brother Jason this morning, I was bragging on y'all's pastor. Y'all got a good pastor. I'd brag on it. I'd brag on it. Most pastors would not have allowed this to take place. Because they said, well, Pastor, you can do more damage in 30 minutes. <laughs> it took me 40 years to get him here. <laughs> and I wouldn't want to do that. But what I would want to do is I want to make sure that you know that God has blessed you with an awesome pastor. Amen. And you ought to give God praise and glory. Put your hands up. Thank y'all, and God bless you, and God keep you. We are so thankful you joined us today. We would love to hear from you at rayofhopepodcast at gmail.com. Let us know how you are encouraged and how we can pray for you. Remember, Christ in you is the hope of glory, and hope changes everything.